my role. I think it was about 5 a.m. this morning. Monday morning, 5 a.m. Now, I know probably you're going, yeah, I get up at 6 most days. What's the problem? I never get up at 5 a.m. I don't know if I've ever gone up at 5 a.m. <laughs> Stayed up to 5 a.m. a few times, boys, as well. <laughs> Got out in the session. Well, got more chance of me staying out in the gargle, boys, well. Nah, 5 a.m. got up today. It's, um, long story short, it's part of my contract. It's a contractual obligation that I have to go and represent the university in high schools where they're trying to, like, admit future prospective students. Don't mind doing it, because I have to do it, like, once every six months. Once every six months I have to go up at 5 o'clock. And as you can tell by my tone, it doesn't, it's not so much what I have to do, or it's just that I have to do it. I think imposter syndrome is at its most prevalent. I mean, I'm okay with imposter syndrome. I think everyone has imposter syndrome in aspects of their lives. Everyone's uncomfortable a lot of the time. That's why we have smartphones. Alleviate, pacifies pacifies our discomfort. I feel uncomfortable. I'll just go on my phone. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Sorry, I've gone on one of my segues again. No, I don't mean to be going on about how everyone's on their phone all of the fucking time. But, I just want to talk about how how much of a fish out of water I am when I'm in like an academic environment. And as an academic, I mean, I find myself well, no, that's the problem. That there, therein lies the problem. I'm not an academic. I don't have a master's or a PhD. I, you know, I just, I, I'm, I work with people in the university who are academics and I'm not an academic. And it kind of amplifies the extent to which I'm not very academic. that's okay you know, at a certain age where I'm like I accept my shortcomings in this world it's one of these situations where I find myself very often I'm like kind of guest of honor um, I, I don't even know why I'm here I'm in like a high school and we're giving out scholarships basically and it's my job to be on stage and shake the hands and give them their certificates in front of like you know a few hundred students who are not in any way paying attention. I actually had one moment where I was like, I'm just gonna like stare at these students. I was gonna like on the aisle for a little bit. I was uh, I was up the very front. Uh, they had like a designated seat for Mr. Casey, right up the front. But as usual, it was it was so insanely loud that I just couldn't sit in the seat that they had signed me. I mean, it's just, like there's a guy like speaking. Like, the microphone, the guy giving the presentation in Vietnamese, I've no idea what it is, of course. And I'm like right up the front. And it was so loud that I was like, I can't, I'm going to have a splitting headache if I stay here any longer. That's how loud it was. <laughs> and that's fairly normal. Because Vietnamese people are just different to us. They just fucking are. They just don't have the same decibel threshold that we have. They just want everything insane. I think they just must all have terrible hearing because everything's so fucking loud. 
So they have to have everything so fucking loud because they've got such terrible hearing. You see the vicious circle? Anyway, I just like, I was like, I'm not sitting there. And I just like stood up and then moved over to the aisle, kind of behind the wall, hiding from the speaker. <laughs> Which in itself was quite absurd. But I was like, I'm going to look, like, has anyone listened to this guy? Like, what? Seriously, let me try and gauge. Let me try and gauge the numbers here. Like, and other teenagers are 17 years old or whatever, and they're, they're just teenagers. If you like, I think it's a fair presumption that if you're on your phone, you're not listening. If you're chatting to your friends, you're not listening. Or if you're, yeah, hard to know with the staring at the space. With the people who are staring at the space, I was like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are listening, which is a bit of a stretch. So I'd be like, I'd just go through a row. I'd be like, are they listening or are they not listening? I'm like, not listening, not listening, not listening. Then there's some guy who's just asleep. Not listening, not listening, not listening, not listening, not listening. As in, on their phone slash talking to their friend or asleep. That's like, I'd say it's like 85 to 90%. <laughs> so rare people listen these days. People don't listen. That's okay. But let's just acknowledge the fact that we live in a world where nobody listens. Well, 85%. That's the number. That was my bit of field research I did this morning. That's what I've gauged. Three out of every 20 looked like they were listening. And that's being generous. So there's this other white guy there. Which meant that me and him were, of course, immediately friends. I was like, oh yeah, someone to talk to. And he's like, one of these kind of, a bit older than me, probably in his 50s. And uh, I suppose he looks kind of like every single lad in their 50s who I've played golf with in my life. Just like nerdy glasses, you know. <laughs> he looks perfect for the job, to be fair. He's like, we're both lecturers, but he's a lecturer like in the more traditional sense of him actually having qualifications and being academically minded. Whereas... Again, I can't stress this point enough. I am a lecturer in a university because I can play guitar. That's, that's actually what it is like. <laughs> like, my role today is to be here, be a Caucasian, native English-speaking white male, and play some songs on guitar. That's my job. I'm okay with that. I can do that. I can do all of those things easily. But he is very similar, except instead of playing guitar... He actually has qualifications and can field questions. And good fuck could he field questions. It was like, they opened up the floor to the students' questions about Swinburne University. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm going to ask a question here. <laughs> fuck, I'm going to ask it. First question. Hi, um, a question to the lecturers. Just wondering... Uh, which digital platforms you guys feel will be most prevalent in the next five to ten years when it comes to promoting digital content. <laughs> it was something like that. It was something where I'm like, what? What does that question even mean? Loads of those words, I don't know what they are. So I'm like panicking. But luckily, my newfound mate knows how to field these questions. He just, like, takes the microphone. And he's like, yes, thank you for your question. Um, well, I suppose. And then he just, like, 
gives some other answer that's equally as convoluted and goes over my head as the question itself even did. And I was like, thank fuck for this guy. Jesus, would I be expected to answer these questions? Fuck me, man. I, I'm here because I know all the words of Westlife songs. Zombie. Lemon Tree. I know the chords and the lyrics to these songs. That's, ask me about them. I was looking at him going, if this guy's faking it, he's really good at faking it. But I don't think he is faking it. Got chatting to him anyway afterwards. And uh, <laughs> he starts, he makes a fatal mistake of starting to chat to me about academia. <laughs> he was like, tell me about some, like, <laughs> I don't even know what he was talking about. It's just, I don't know, this guy was like actually someone, this guy, this guy's perfect for whatever job I'm supposed to be doing. I'm like, give this guy my job. He's proper qualified. <laughs> I tried to quit last month. I was like, look, I'm not the right person for the job. And Lop wasn't like, contradicting me. But for some reason, I don't know, I genuinely don't know. Like, I mean, she just really wants me to stay. And I just doesn't make any sense that she would want me to stay. Because like, I'm really shit at this job. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say like you're just like sitting down on my laptop and spending time researching academic journals does that sound like something I like doing because this prick I was talking to today he loves that shit he just lives for that because yeah I'm a bit of a fanatic I'm just really into development have you heard this chat GPT Jesus I mean that's going to change the landscape entirely He's one of these lads. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bit hanging myself this morning, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, I was in the fucking shamrock till fucking all hours, boys. <laughs> doing, doing tunes, yeah, yeah. Doing a few tunes. Fucking heavy weekend, to be honest. Patrick's weekend, like. I'm just, I'm just looking at this guy going, this is. This guy's on a different planet to me. He's actually on a different planet to me. But then, I was like, no, I'm going to talk to this guy and see if I can fucking learn something of him. Which is kind of my trying to adopt that philosophy, seeing you learn something of people. Trying to have a good attitude. Have a good attitude and be like, this could be a learning experience. Although that said, uh, I'm currently just fucking hiding out behind the football pitches, recording this as we speak, when I'm supposed to be in promote the university, so... That's, that tells you everything you need to know about my attitude. <laughs> Lived in Korea for a few years, been in Vietnam for about seven years, and, you know, just does all things academic, I suppose. Said some interesting things. He talked about... It's like, oh, okay. So I, I, gave, I gave this uh, lecture there yesterday, and I, I explained to him. And I was saying that, uh, dude, you've all heard this, do, do what you love. Do what you love. And they all put up their hands and like, yeah, we've all heard that, do what you love. But I love to I love to sing, for example. And I start singing happy birthday and I start singing really, really badly in front of them. And I'm like, I love to sing. But there's no market demand for it. You have to You have to do what you love, but there has to be a market demand for it. That's the important thing. I'm like, oh that's interesting. Do what you love, but there has to be a market demand for it. I love to sing. 
for example. Interesting, you give that example. I love to, uh, yeah, uh, partial to, partial to the odd song. <laughs> you know what I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> and people do pay me money to do it, so you know. Some guy cried last night when I sang Danny Boy. <laughs> sing Danny Boy now. <laughs> Some pissed naughty. <laughs> I know I shouldn't laugh. It's nice to be able to elicit emotion from people. See this fucking academic prick doing that, do we? Yeah. We all of our strengths. You made another good point about knowing your what did, what was his point? He made a good point to me about understanding yourself. It's like know thyself. Accepting your limitations uh at the same time you know, making the most of your opportunities. Interesting interaction all the same. Then he leaves and I go back up to outside the classroom. Students come out on their break and, you know, it's me and this like team of young Vietnamese women who, you know, speak Vietnamese and promote the university. And I'm just there with my guitar, just playing lemon tree in the background. Because <laughs> that's my job. Then I was really getting bored. I was like, all right, I need to, you know what I'll do? I'm just going to flirt with these girls loads for the next hour. And that's just how I'm going to pass the time. <laughs> Flirting. Bella's nowhere to be seen. She's off in Hoi An. Flirtation. Without any repercussions, I hope. So that's, that's how I'm spending my Monday morning. <laughs>